Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. Happy Wednesday, everyone! And spring has finally reached New York, though the cold temperatures would have you thinking otherwise. But the longer hours of sunshine certainly brighten up our days. Today, I want to talk to you guys about money. The energy of money, that is. Money touches almost every aspect of living work, leisure time, creative activities, home, family, and spiritual pursuits. Everything we do and dream of is affected by our relationship with this powerful form of energy. Whether your dream is to travel around the world, pay for a house, establish a food bank, buy a Corvette, get out from under a mountain of debt, or take a year off to write a novel, that vision is intertwined with the possibilities and pitfalls within the energy of money. Money is an uncomfortable subject for most of us. We love money and we hate it. We can't live with it and we can't live without it. Money can be a source of great joy and creativity or it can bring frustration and misery depending on how our relationship with it is. And we bring all these doubts and fears and hopes and expectations with us every time that we deal with money in every area of our lives. This very discomfort is what makes our relationship with money such a fertile ground. Whatever elicits strong emotions in us and within us, whatever seems to hold onto us in life has the power to bring forth our greatest strengths and most remarkable qualities. Our relationship with money calls on us to wake up and see how we are handling all kinds of energy, not only money, but time and physical vitality and enjoyment and creativity and the support of friends, and to use those lessons to enrich every aspect of our lives. In my personal life, I have come to discover that when it comes to money, it is a two-way street, and it requires detachment. It requires positive association and positive intention associated with it. Worrying about money and saving every penny is actually counterproductive. To make money, we need to also spend it. And I'm not advocating living beyond your means or spending more than you earn and being in constant debt. I actually have never been in debt in my whole life other than my mortgage So I could never advocate for something that I personally have never experienced. I was also raised in a, you know, in a, in an environment with the philosophy that you should only spend a certain amount of money if you have at least twice that amount. But of course, we all face financial difficulties from time to time. And that puts us in a situation where that is just not possible. And our society here in the United States, we are rich as a society because of its debt culture. So I'm not downplaying its importance either. But what I am talking about today is really the way you feel about money and how your relationship with money is. Money is a means to an end. As we heard so many times, we can't take it with us. But in today's world, we need it to survive, as we all know. So 
We also know that having money can make life easier. Purchasing power is valuable. But what is more valuable is what the money brings you and what it helps you bring others. And as with everything in the universe, in order to get it, you have to give it. And I am not talking about charity, but I'm talking about participation in the market. You see, in my personal life, I have come to realize that once I started truly feeling good about spending money on, a, on worthwhile things, like traveling and eating good food and purchasing high-quality item items or even feeling good about how the money I spend for services will positive, positively impact the people earning it, I started multiplying how much I make. You see, I genuinely love tipping. I also love spending money, not because of what it brings me. And of course, I do enjoy the experiences and the items that I buy and the services that I get by spending it. But because I love contributing to someone else's financial growth and recognizing their worth. And questioning someone else's idea of how much their service or work product is worth is something that truly is not at all a part of me. I have never in my whole life, even prior to my spiritual awakening, said to anyone that this is too expensive. It hasn't just, it's, it's never been a part of me. It has always been an integral part of my character to recognize that although something may be beyond my purchasing power and may be too expensive for me, It is not up to me to judge how much value that person places on their own stuff. We each know our worth and no one can truly question that. And in all honesty, if anything, the market will. If something won't sell for what that person thinks it's worth, normally either the price eventually comes down or that item or service is no longer in the market. This doesn't mean that I don't try to bargain when it comes to, you know, to things that, that I want to buy, but it means that I do it in a way not to offend the person and with the genuine intention of still being able to contribute to that growth, to that person's growth within my means. When I tip a waitress, for example, or a hairstylist or a nail technician or the person who threads my eyebrows or the guest attendant, I do it from the bottom of my heart filled with appreciation and gratitude for the service that they provided me and with the sincere hope that the money that I'm paying them and giving them brings them joy and abundance. When I buy an item, I buy it with pleasure, not only because I love what I'm buying, but because I enjoy knowing that I contributed to that salesperson and to that business. When I travel, I love to buy local items, especially crafts, because I love recognizing artists and their very personal work and expression of their souls. I know this may sound very Pollyanna to you, but that is very much me when it comes to money. There are store owners all over the world who will come greet me with a hug when I enter the store, not only because they know that I bring good fortune, uh, you know, and I'm going to be spending money there, But I have also been told that, well, actually several times, that when I am physically present somewhere, their sales go up, which is so flattering to me because I do believe that it has everything to do with how open I am to money. Money flows easily and freely to and from me. That mindset has made me a very wealthy person, not just a rich person, but truly a wealthy person. 
in my life, people also recognize my work and my worth. And I am grateful for their appreciation and their gratitude as well. And I strive to continue to earn that praise every single day. And I am telling you, if you start to see money as a vehicle that brings joy to others, and not just as an object that you must collect and hoard, the money will flow to you tenfold. I remember hearing a story from Tony Robbins about that. He actually has numerous examples of how, how when he was, uh, he was giving in despite of being in need himself, somehow he was constantly surprised that money just kept showing up. That means that if you concentrate on the good that money does instead of the money itself and your obsession with having it, you will only get more and more of it because the universe does not recognize money itself, but rather the energy attached to it. And since the point is to improve as many lives as possible, the point of the universe and you know the philosophy behind it, the more you spend, the more you make. But also, you need to be smart not to put yourself in a place of need. So again, I'm not saying you should be reckless with your money, but also don't be greedy with it either. Here's some tips for you to truly start living a wealthier life. Number one, give in good conscience and with a full loving heart. Remember that whenever you buy something or tip someone, you should think of the good, the good that that money is bringing to that person, into that business, into that industry, into that town, into that state, into that country. Think of all the positive impact that your participation has in so many lives. And when faced, number two, when faced with a situation on whether or not to be charitable, think of how easy it is for you to make that extra dollar and how much more that other person needs it than you. And feel good giving more than the customary or more than expected. Be generous because it will come back. Number three, don't ask for family and friends discounts from your actual family and friends. If you have a friend who's, a, who's great at a service or a family member who's great at a service or just started a business, then don't try to see if they will do something for less just because they are your friend or family. Instead, insist on paying full price to support them fully and to recognize their worth. It should make you happy to see them succeed and to be a part of their journey to success. You have no idea how many examples I have of that in life. Not about me, because thank God I've never been in that situation. But I have seen it with friends and family members over and over and over again. People asking you know, if they can pay less for something that somebody made or, you know, for a service that they offer because, oh, you're my friend, you should be, I should be getting it for free. That mentality is negative when it comes to money and you shouldn't have that mentality at all. Number four, if you promised someone a referral fee or a bonus and they did their part to earn it, pay them. It is very easy to make promises for people to help you grow. And then when it comes time to pay them, feel like you need that money and you can't and that they should understand. The more you recognize their role in your success, the more active a role they will play in helping you succeed even more. Remember, number five, that money can always be earned. 
So even if you lost it all, and I know that that's not easy, but remember that you can make it all back. It may not be easy, but life is about living and ups and downs are a part of the journey. That's a very important lesson. I think we've all been in a situation where, for whatever reason, a health, an, un, you know, an unforeseen health condition that was beyond the insurance coverage or a loss, a job loss, a physical disability, sometimes a lawsuit, brings us to nothing. And if that happens, don't despair. It's a lesson. But if you're still alive, you're going to be able to find a way to make it again. And that's all we have for today. Thank you for being here with me and sharing your precious time listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.